Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo!
Welcome to Nintendo Way Chef for the week of April 28th, 2016. I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is a special nightmare edition what? of Nintendo Voice Chat, where all of your E3 bad dreams can come true. <laughs> Joining me this week is Per Schneider. Hey. And Brian Altano. Hi. And really quickly, if you want to support Nintendo Voice Chat, you know what you could do if you like watching videos? You can head on over to YouTube, where we have, if you go to youtube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat, one word, mm-hmm. you can watch the video of the show there. So if you're into that, if you're having trouble finding it on the main feed, if you're upset because it was difficult to find and you're a big consumer of YouTube, you now have a place where we want to grow a community and we want you to be a part of it. So yeah. make sure you head on over there and check that out. Or do what, I, do what I do. Open up a bunch of tabs, open up YouTube, put a show like this on in the background and just let it run. You don't even have to watch this all the time when you see us flipping out you can look over because it's usually jose he's pulling his hair out and me yeah. that's right there we jose go. looks like those blow up people at jose the punches car dealerships me. Like, he punches ah. me two or three times an episode and that's the only way to see it not on camera <laughs> but uh what, what we do want to say is if you also want to support the show you can leave us a review for example do, uh demonic reaper <laughs> hacker alias left us a review on april 7th that said i enjoy mvc mainly because of the commentary the music themes aesthetic and guests he's listening to the audio version which does have musical stuff that you're not getting on the video sorry kids i listened to hear updates Special. on the nintendo world that i left behind over a decade ago i hope nintendo steers the ship in a better direction with nx but until then i could hear the goings on on nbc he also wants more earthbound so nice. if you want to support us you can do that now buckle up because it is going to be quite an episode for you today full of drama and tears <laughs> and arguments yeah, aren't we and like in the setting third, the stage aren't we at, in the third phase like we passed denial already now we're in the acceptance yeah kind of we've been phase. grieving on this show because <laughs> um nintendo has made a bunch of announcements as part of their financial results which happened you know their fiscal year reporting happened this week and we have a bunch of news to talk about, including how NX will launch in March 2017, how that system will not be at E3, how Zelda has been delayed until 2017, and it is coming to both NX and Wii U. The next two mobile games have been identified. Nintendo's overall profit is down. And we've got a few other topics of discussion as well. But let's kick it off with the NX stuff. <laughs> so, I, I thought you were going to do like Michael Buffer or something. Yeah. Let's get ready to rumble! So, uh, here we go. NX, coming out March 2017th, will not be at E3, according to Nintendo so, President Tatsumi Kimishima. March 2017. March 2017. Okay. So, uh, which, let's get, some, let's get some quotes in, because if you've seen a Facebook video that we did, we had our general quick thoughts there, but I want to add a couple things to it. First of all, the Nikkei, Japanese newspaper, asked Nintendo, more specifically Kimishima, what is NX? <laughs> At this current stage, he was unable to say. However, NX is not the mere successor to the handheld 3DS or the stationary console Wii U. This will be hardware that's been made with a new way of thinking. I'd like to announce more particulars regarding its specs and how it works another time this year. Big hint there, though. Come on. Like, it is not the successor to the 3DS or the Wii U. Because it's both. How about both? Or none. <laughs> well, look. I mean, yeah. you're speaking first of all, in tongues. Let's, let's go. Let's go back. First of all, the announcements are there's positive and negative. Positive, we finally have a date. The negative, it's not this year. It's not this year. The well, negative, not showing it this year. Not going to be shown yeah, at E3. That's sad. The positive, we have a date. Wait, I already said that. No, but um, <laughs> the the other thing is like what we know from Nintendo in the past is a date doesn't mean much. March 2017 could still mean Christmas 2017. Yeah, sure. It could, be, it could mean summer, right? Lots of things can It's a good around. point to make. When Nintendo announces dates, sometimes those dates slip. They yeah. believe that's going to be the date. Like 
2015, Zelda was supposed to come out. It did not. I, 2016, Zelda was supposed to come out. It has not. And the same with hardware. Like, certain launches then got pushed back, like a territory uh, like Europe or Japan got pushed back and got the launch later. So it's, it's, really, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, it's disappointing. It moved out of the year. It's good that we at least have a goalpost. Mm. And then that, that comment that it's not a successor to either one of them. That to me is just a confirmation that it is a that it is a bridge device like this kind of hub of entertainment that can be played anywhere. But what I mean, I, I'm just I, I'm totally confused by saying it's not a successor because it's a thing that comes <laughs> after a thing before it. But but that's he's, a successor. But he doesn't saying, play video games. It's, if it plays video games and it comes after the thing that came before it, that's literally a okay, successor. Okay, but maybe it also means it is not Wii U too. Meaning, like it's a not a successor powerful, by name. A, a more powerful Wii yeah. with a gamepad. It's not that. It's no. something new. And I think they, they that may also even if it's just a home console, it may indicate a change in brand we are not going to get another Wii it's not going to be Wii 3 yeah. or Wii 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 or but we whatever. do want to emphasize that not Wii having Wii. the system at E3 not presenting any NX related information at E3 is disappointing very yeah. because everyone was looking forward to E3 as being the first signs or one of several signs of what the system will be. Now, to me, this says NX is clearly not ready to show. It's disappointing it won't be there because we're already hearing Microsoft will have something. Or it, it seems to indicate based on their quotations. That's not like you'll, something we've heard. You'll have your Sony PlayStation saying Neo, something. You'll have yeah, everything. Sony's bringing yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And here you have VR. Nintendo who rather than compete with that noise is opting out either because the system's not ready to show or because they don't want to compete with those two uh, pieces of machinery. It it's, remains to be seen, but regardless, it's not happening at E3. There's a third option, and that's to, to amplify the message that the Wii U is dead. They, you know, when you show new hardware, you're saying, that's it. Everybody get really excited for this next thing. Because even if they didn't want to show what the NX is, they could have gone on stage and they could say, we're not going to show you what the MacGuffin is, what the special sure. thing is, but Here's the what console the is called the Nintendo something something and it is going to launch with Metroid and, and a special edition of the Zelda game. They could have very well done that at E3 instead or, of saying, you know, delaying Zelda now and all of that. Or even putting up that logo wall of like, here's mm-hmm. the third parties we're partnering with, which they've done before, which every company has done before at E3. E3 is a good time to do that. I mean, it's just... They could have done something so like I don't, that. I don't disagree with either one of you, but I do feel like the Nintendo of now seems to lean into more substance whenever they do announce something. It's, it's the reason that we'll wake up in the middle of the night in August and all of a sudden find out there's a new Nintendo 3DS, and here's a video yep. that walks you through how the hardware works. Uh-huh. Here's mm-hmm. a video that shows you the differences between it and its it and its uh, predecessor. Um, but uh, so I mean, so it, it's tough, right? Yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. Uh, to me, it says there just wasn't enough to put on stage or to say much with. And I think the wall of logos would be cool. But there is so much cynicism around how yeah. tight are your third-party relationships it's, right now because you told me right. on Wii U you had them. And guess what happened after year one? Jose. Not much. If there's any time and place in the world to pull up a logo that has almost nothing behind it, E3 is the spot. That's the place to be. <laughs> and it'll get That was half of Sony's applause. conference last year. You could <laughs> yeah. like, Shenmue. Remember that? Here yeah. it is. That's a picture of the logo. Got a screenshot? Yeah. Nope. 
Final <laughs> Fantasy, you guys like that one? Final Fantasy VII. Here's another skirt. Here's another logo. Backwards goes out of It was a trailer. Yeah, it was a CG trailer. But 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 I so I hear you on that. Like on the one hand, it would be nice to get more of a life sign and and just for it to become more real and not like it like the rest of 2016 is going to look like Nintendo gave up. Yes, exactly. You've got 3DS games. Pokemon is a strong game, right? Like let's not forget that that will sell really well. But the Wii U story this year is not going to be a strong one. That's why I was hoping if you don't have a Wii U story, you have another story, and you just basically say you give up on the Wii U and say we're moving on. Here's what's hot about this thing. Okay. But going back to the Wii U reveal, we yeah. were all skeptical about that thing, and no, and everybody said, okay, well, it's like a DS. It has another screen, but how is that going to be special? Yeah, you know? but you so, all left and confused. No, no, they but that, no, 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 hold on. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, they revealed I, it, and I, everyone left like, huh? Well, I didn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I thought that was weak, and so I gotta think that Nintendo didn't make that decision lightly to say NX is gonna skip skip E3. I think the software is in no state to to show off what the system really can do. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or they really feel like it's experiential. It's like you something you have to have hand, hands on with it, like with the Wii to understand it, yeah. and it's just not ready. So, right. but we had hands. You know, Wii, the, and that didn't save anyone from the confusion still. Wii? It was still with the Wii? Wii U. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It meant well, to say so, Wii U. Yeah. So but if, with the Wii, it made a huge oh, difference. Yeah, total if, difference. If we're, we're basing Nintendo's decisions on what they have or haven't done recently, I mean, don't you think that's not very healthy of us or healthy of them to, to sort of repeat what they've been known for recently? <laughs> I mean, I would say to try anything new at this point would be good for them because they're, they're not exactly knocking out of the park on either side. I mean, they're still making great software, but hardware-wise, they're not selling what they used but to. But look at the Nintendo of today and especially the last three or four years where regardless of E3, which is this big temple event where you do bring a ton of games and you try to show off what your system's about – and we've talked about this plenty of times on the show, Nintendo has been very much about our announcements come when we deliver them. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo Direct is the way we do that. And what happens when Nintendo does Nintendo right. Directs? Everyone gets excited. Everyone has something to say. Um, I feel like March 2017, we'll, we'll talk about whether they meet the date or not in a second. But not being at E3, I believe, and some would agree with me, I'm not the only person in the press saying this, is not going to hurt NX in the long run. I think no. what... When this is a standalone announcement, they will own it. And as long as they say the right things, people will be excited about it. And those are the two most important things to me. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, I I think there are a lot of ifs, you know, and and I think depending on on what stance you take, it is – completely understandable that they're not showing NX, right? Like, if they really couldn't show its power, then it's better that they don't waste their time and right. show it now and get everybody, you know, talking crap about the machine and saying Nintendo's going to fail Which with I'm it, totally right? fine with, mm-hmm. but where does that leave Nintendo fans in 2016? So we're going to get to that. There's Play, a topic later on where we're definitely going to talk about what is going on with Wii U in 2016. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think that's a really important thing to hit on. I do want to bring up a question emailed to us by uh, Royce uh, by email. Uh, Royce if you're interested in emailing, uh, Royce <laughs> Verboom is the name, but I'm not sure I'm saying that right. If you want to email questions to the show, you can always do that. Email us at mvc at ign.com, by the way. So, the question is if they say no NX at E3, does that exclude it from a Nintendo Direct that they <laughs> air, or does it just exclude it from the E3 show at all? So, I, I chose to address this question because just like last year when Nintendo Zelda. told you no Zelda, we said on the show, you're not getting a Zelda, you're not getting a logo, you're not getting a trailer. 
They said no Zelda. This is like when like you get sent to your room and your mom's like no TV. Mm-hmm. You're not getting that. Like well, it's, TV, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's sad, well, but it's the reality. But it was so used in in media and especially in entertainment media is like well the next Star Trek movie is not going to have Khan in it, and then yeah. it's like oh come on right like mm-hmm. it's you but, you always have to handle all of this stuff with a certain dose of mistrust and especially with Nintendo sometimes saying oh we're not working on this game and then you get a game that yeah, is that but when game, it's an right? announcement that says we're not but, showing this at the show when it's to shareholders that's, yeah. that's the difference when it's to shareholders it's serious. That's, that's an important thing because what you just mentioned there too there's that and that's why I was I was sort of kind of happy about this news because there's that sort and Nintendo knows this there's that childlike wonder of imagination that goes and adult like that goes into the brains of every Nintendo fan mm-hmm. leading up to anything like this they're going to make a Donkey Kong and a Mario and a Star Fox Four and a new Metroids. F-Zero oh uh, Reggie's wearing a pin with Samus on oh. it I bet they're making three new Metro games yeah. and it's like no you get Federation Force and maybe Kirby Basketball and shut up here's the yeah, thing yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't I don't think you can be disappointed in Nintendo's E3 I want a Kirby Basketball you now. cannot dream this time it's like I, I saw this mock-up of the Nintendo E3 leaked Nintendo E3 yeah, list yeah. and it's just Zelda nothing. on it oh, yeah. and it's like yeah. yeah if you hate surprises this year's E3 is for you. Well, yeah. totally, and I think it's like that's kind of good that they sort of leveled the <laughs> expectations going in because otherwise, like the it just people get that it's that that megaton bomb hype yeah. train thing yeah. going, and and you you psych yourself up that no matter what you're going to be disappointed. And I think if you go into this E3 going, okay, it's just Zelda. Anything above that <laughs> is a wonderful surprise. I didn't but know they were keeping it that. Kirby, Kirby <laughs> Big Cross. Kirby Basketball. Awesome. Um, I, I do want to throw out there, though, to your point about talking to investors. Last year when they told us about Zelda. Basketball. Last year when they told us about Zelda, that wasn't to investors. That was just a straight-up announcement that Zelda yeah. was delayed and it wasn't happening. Yeah. So whenever they say it isn't happening, you don't have to treat that with mistrust. At least when it comes to showing something at an event. When it comes to, oh, can, we're not working on this game, 100% keep the mistrust. Can, I do uh, want to say, though, this I doesn't gonna, I wanted to ask you a quick out, question when you, when you have a second. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll no, just throw out you, this last thing. You personally, because I know you'll have a good answer for this. Yeah. What was the logic behind showing Zelda so early to begin with? If, if it seemed like it wasn't anywhere near where they wanted it to be, even well, now. Please buy our so, system. Yeah, Which system? So please buy our system. We you. you. Uh, you gotta remember that was 2014 that was a year when I think they still thought they could save this did they announce this game in 2014 that was the year we saw it the first time was 2014 Brian that was the same year they announced Splatoon that was the same year they talked about Captain Toad Treasure Tracker that was the same year they were trying a lot of different things with the gamepad they had Mario Kart 8 coming out that year they had Smash Brothers coming out in the holiday Uh I think to Nintendo that was the 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 fact that that all of that did not it's a damn move good year. the yeah, system that sounded awesome says said to them this is done yeah. there isn't much we can do yeah. to save this we're just going to work on what we have and start getting our next I things right. together for yeah. the next system. yeah and then as they started developing they're like ah oh, foolish Lee, we thought we could make this Zelda game in nine months. Yep. Quickly deploy the Wind Wakers and Twilight Princesses. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, uh, Roll yeah, out the ports. Yeah, but no, I think they wanted to make sure that you're confident in the Wii U, and they had all the plans yeah. to bring Zelda to that system. And now they get into this point where they're like, Wii U, we cannot save Wii U. It cannot be saved. The, the numbers did not go up year over year, no, the sales, right? It wasn't huge. Flat. And, uh, you know, even they probably looked at the market and said, even Zelda cannot save it. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Zelda is better off as a dual release where those who don't have the money to upgrade can play it on their Wii U. And those who are ready to upgrade can buy this brand new console and enjoy this game. So one really quick thing before, because you asked a question, so I didn't get to get this out. But we're not uh, in any way dismissing the possibility that there will be games announced at E3 that will not be playable at the show. And in fact, I just want to remind folks, Xenoblade was never playable at E3. Uh, 
the Shin Megami Tensei crossover game, right, Tokyo right, Mirage right. Sessions, has never been playable at E3. Pokemon games have not... I don't remember X and Y being playable at E3. So there will be things. I just wouldn't get my hopes too inflated over this. Right. But I would say there's got to be something for you to be doing. And I think you are right in the point you made earlier that... Sadly, Wii U is done, and this is it, you know, until yeah, Zelda comes out, which is our next topic. Also, this Met- is pretty much all Metroid Prime Federation Force was playable at E3. So yeah. just because it's playable at E3 doesn't mean you're excited for it. Oh man. Got go. Hey, I'm, yeah, poor, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that game. Kick poor, them while they're Poor down. Samus soldiers while they're I'm down. just throwing it out there. They, having it just because it's on the show floor doesn't mean it's automatically no, going to be, yeah. you know, AAA. But, some folks but, are really so, praying the delay on that game is going to lead to a Metroid announcement. So what we saw, I'm, I'm hoping, <laughs> I want a Metroid game, please. Yeah. I'm replaying Trilogy. Um, but the, the one the one thing, we, we talked about this on our Facebook live stream as a reaction um, to this, but but what this means for E3 is this giant Nintendo booth. And it's really big, right? Yeah. Like, I think the IGN show floor booth could fit in it like 20 times. Yeah. And that entire booth will be dedicated to The Legend of Zelda. What that means is Zelda Disneyland, I promise you. Because <laughs> yeah, you're right. when Twilight Princess was shown in playable form at E3, Nintendo built this amazing, like, experiential kind of mini Disney- Disneyland with yeah. animatronic wolf and, like, fog and lights and everything. Okay. That's what it's going to be, I think. They talked. It, it sounded like a bull excuse, like "Oh, we want to oh, ensure yeah, a full immersion." immersion. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why we're not My showing any foot. of the other thousand games <laughs> yeah. we're making yeah. for Wii U. No, of course, like not. you're gonna be walking around being like, "Oh, I'm so distracted by this Metro Prime Four <laughs> sign over here. Get this out of the way. I'm in exactly. Zelda town." But yeah. what what they mean with immersion is like, I think it will be this cool experience. You know, it'd be awesome if that was open to the public, and maybe they'll take that display on tour to yeah. Gamescom or, or PAX or anything. But well, well it's they, also been, an admission that whatever they are announcing. Maybe not be ready in a playable state for a lot of people to play. Well, they've actually been really well, good. Retro with that. takes a long time to make a good Metro. Nintendo's game, been so. really good with that the last few E3s actually to sort of be like, hey, this is this demo's at Best Buy right now, or you can go here to try this. I wonder what that means too. Yeah. Will Best Buy get a Zelda demo? But I guess we, we've already started talking about it. But we should start talking about Zelda. Oh, general. Zelda, yeah. So Zelda has been <laughs> announced um, as delayed, first of all, till 2017. However, big surprise, <sighs> it's coming to NX and Wii U. The new key art looks really nice, but oh, it's, it's still it's Link doing what Hold we've on. seen Link do. Now you're moving on to the key art. They no, swore the up and down this game was coming out. They kept on saying it's for Wii U. They kept on saying it's going to be the big thing this well, year. Wait a minute. And they couldn't make it happen Hang again. On, but I'm not going to give them a pass. That is not okay. It's not okay. It's Hang not on. okay. But they did tell us this thing was always going to still be a Wii U game, and they didn't go back on that promise. Okay, they didn't We're lie. Not they didn't lie on that. Man, it hurts. What is going on? Why can't this company pick a date and stick with it? I mean, I know the answer. Is there the eternal fiddler? They want to they strive for perfection. Sure. They create a game, and then they say, oh, my God, what if you could ride a dragon? And then they go back, and they spend all this time making it better. In the end, we always get fantastic Zelda games. Yeah, well, I, and, think, it, I think it's that oh, coupled with the expectations that I think people have of a game of this caliber and not just of Zelda games anymore. Just a fantasy-driven third-person open-world game has a lot of baggage and connotations that come with it now in 2016. And I don't know how much they're reading into that, but I do remember seeing some quotes for them saying that they were looking at other games in in this genre in the last few years. Yeah. Sort of, you know... Open World Skyrim. Uh, Yeah. Numa's admitted that the Ocarina of Time formula has been the basis of their formula for a while, and Mm -hmm. it's time for something different, Mm -hmm. and it's time 
time for something new. And I've, I'm every time he opens his mouth and says something about the next Zelda, I just I get like almost at the edge of a cliff. Like, oh, say a little more, please. Yeah, like, yeah, say, yeah. say something, and then you know it fizzles out. But we know this is the only playable game at Nintendo's booth. It will be the game they are dedicating most of their talking points towards. Um, that is sad, but at the same time, <laughs> we're finally going to get answers, which to me, I mean... <laughs> Wait a minute, I, I just, oh, just thought of something. The, we're we're going to be playing the Wii U version. That's right. Yeah, we will play the Wii U version. I don't what? want that anymore. That's, that's not like watching a movie we... on DVD now. I don't even know what the NX is. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't okay, even know take what the a monocle out for is. a second. <laughs> just, <laughs> what, what if the NX is just a little handheld screen? Oh, man, I you want the Wii U version then. You want to play it on your big screen. I will say this. History has shown that when this happened with Twilight Princess and you had a Wii version and you had a GameCube version, mm-hmm. secretly the better version was the GameCube yeah. version. You think so? It absolutely was. Um, I think the Wii version was good, but I do think the GameCube version was better. It just didn't have the technical bells and whistles, the 16 by 9 presentation. You know, a month, um, a month ago... With buttons, that game was so much better. Yeah. A month ago no, on this it. show... We were talking about NX rumors, and I said to you, I really love I love this part of the console life cycle. And you were like, you do? Why? And I was like, it's just so exciting. I take all that back. This is incredibly frustrating. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is. I want to know what this thing is. I want to know what games I'm playing on it. I want to know when, and not just March. I want to date. And I want to know that I can play Zelda at launch, which they have not confirmed. I, I don't want saying. them to give me a date anymore. They've... They've not given me an accurate date. That's two strikes. I guess you're right. Yeah, (laughs) Schneider Town. By the way, you said history has shown something. History has also shown that in February and March, only handheld systems are launched. Yes. The 3DS, the PSP, the Vita, the Game Boy Advance, all... Well, Game Boy Advance was a little bit more in the summer, but... February, March releases have always been handhelds and yeah. not gaming consoles mm-hmm. for, like, at least in the U.S., right? Oh, wow. I, can't, I can't remember the last time a... a Does a, that mean it's a... I can't remember the last time handheld? a home console launched in the, in the spring, actually. Uh, Saturn. Saturn. Was it the Saturn? I think that was Saturn, yeah. All right. Joining yeah. a good company there. Illumi- no, but it's just Illuminati like you, you always confirmed. look at the console launches I, and people <clears throat> are like intense in, in bundled up. Yeah. It's the winter time. So. so I'm not sold on the date yet. March 2017 to me says they think they'll be done by March 2017. March 2017 to me doesn't say it's actually happening. Um, it also seems really ambitious because it'll basically be shipping it globally um, according to what they said. March 2017, which right. to me doesn't mean one day. It means like one week this territory, another week that territory. Yeah, 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 for but sure. production, man, like how are you even going to meet demand when you're spreading it so close worldwide? So Does that mean it's not region locked? Is that like a fiscal thing? Like is it a like, – like, I don't what, think that would hold it up, right? Well, I mean, but wait a minute. Like who knows? What are you going to say? So is, it like, is that like a fiscal thing or a financial thing that to, do, to do that in March to get ahead of investors? I don't well, know. the year ends in March, right? Yeah, yeah. the yeah. fiscal year ends in March. So I'm wondering if, that, if there's any – Anything to that? They want to close out the year with a bank, with a bank. sure. Or they, can, if they can go back hat in hand to investors and be like, well, "We have this, this, and this." I mean, I mean, Mitomo was a launch sure. uh, in March too, and that's that's a. It didn't earn a ton of money, but it got them attention, no, but, and it was a positive note because the first thing shipped. But right. certainly, you want to, you know, you want to end the year on a positive note, oh, and yes. like from an. From an investor perspective, right, they had to come out and they had to say what, what they're doing for the rest of the fiscal year, right? Mm-hmm. Because they have been challenged. They don't have that much product coming out. And so they picked the last possible month, which, you know, like if they had said, oh, sorry, it's not going to ship this fiscal year, that would have dropped the p- stock price. And the yeah. stock price did fall, but right. not – 8%. We're going to get to that. But not – that is not that, not that significant. Mm-hmm. 
if you look at the fact that they don't have a big Christmas game, they don't have a big holiday title. Mm-hmm. Like that stock, uh, I mean, that's pretty rock steady for for having such a major bombshell dropped into mm-hmm. people's laps. Sure, right? sure. All right, so let's let's circle back around to Zelda, though, right? Like, so we're all pretty much we're getting Zelda. That's a good thing at E3, at least. Uh, it, it's a great it thing. It sucks that yeah. we are not getting this on Wii U first, that it is going to launch on NX and Wii U at the same time. Um, that's unfortunate for Wii U owners because they can't wait anymore. I feel like I've gotten a couple we, of emails about it. So, Do we know for sure it's the same time? Yeah, they said like the uh, same simultaneously. Day. Yeah. Okay. Well, simultaneously. Could be the same week. Could be two weeks later. Could be two weeks. Well, because that's the way Twilight Princess was. Yeah, it was a right. few weeks. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Um, okay, so we got a question from Taylor on email. Since Zelda Wii U is now also on NX, does it mean it will have a gamepad-like controller? He's talking about NX. Uh, thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. We don't know. And I think part of playing that game at E3 for the first time will set a dozen, 101 questions running through people's minds mm-hmm. about what this experience is like or how different it is on the next platform. It sure. was When it was shown um, for the first time, it was not shown as, hey, look how crucial the gamepad is for this game, right? No. Very different from Star Fox, where it was like, hey, this is designed with a gamepad. Mario Maker. With Zelda, it was, it was not shown as the crucial element. But right? we have said on this show before that that second screen has helped Zelda... Be a bit more, yeah. a bit more fluid, a bit faster. Sure, inventory, maps, etc. Like having that information as something you can quickly go to, has been a benefit for the remakes that they've done, and even the ones on 3DS that have been yeah, using but, a second screen. But but not to this huge extent, I'd say. Like honestly, I mean, when you no, don't you do have menu. when you don't have an item screen, you pause for a second and select your item, and you can you can map items to buttons. Like I never thought that that is the most important thing in a Zelda game. No, for sure. Um, um, you can easily do it without it. Well, I mean, there's yeah. motion aiming. We saw yeah. that during the uh, game that we award know. show. You'll yep. be aiming via motion. Does that mean NX supports some form of motion? Who, what device doesn't? I mean, including PS4. Xbox One doesn't. They all do. I mean, uh, there's no PlayStation VR has the Move controllers that you're going to use. Like, every, I'm talking more of the controller. In the I box. know, but oh, every yeah, yeah. every console has motion controls available. Yeah, as even an Xbox option, One has to some extent. I feel like Nintendo believes in motion controls. Mm-hmm. is going to continue with it. Okay. And yeah, I'm. Your I iPhone actually, can do it. Like, I oddly just kind of hope this is this is a console that just. That has its sort of like its language together when it mm-hmm. comes to what kind of controls you're using. Because that was my biggest problem with the Wii U was getting it in launch. And half of the advertising was showing Wii remotes and nunchucks. And uh, they were reselling those things with Wii U branding. And a bunch of games at launch like Nintendo Land used uh, Wiimotes and nunchucks as secondary controllers. I'm kind of okay to just kind of move away from all that. I am too. I'm honestly, I mean, like just opening the drawer in my living room, mm-hmm. like the Wii U stuff takes up so much space now yeah. because I, you know, I feel like I need the Pro Controller and the GameCube controller for Smash and like just this controller variety has become very, very taxing. It just feels very and, like, backwards to me and I, I was going through the same sort of logic when I pre-ordered my PlayStation VR. I'm like, yeah. oh, I have to buy Move controllers. Yeah. Those things are and from... And a camera. Two, yeah, and a camera. Those those things are from 2010, yep. like uh, 11. How mm. old are those things? They're incredibly old. So I just, I, I'd rather get like move all that stuff in a storage and move. just 
Get get him. Get move something on. Get branded. something new. Yeah. Totally <laughs> agree with you. I understood why they did it with Wii U because Wii was such a huge success. Yes. They felt like all the people who spent significant dollars on on controllers. Yeah. It's a cool selling point to say, hey, all of that stuff still works. Yeah, I yeah. Get that. and the games that have used motion are pretty cool for yeah, the most part. I agree. And you wouldn't have been able to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, and I'm okay sure. with that. I just really want the NX to be a completely fresh start for them. I think that I bringing that, all yeah. all that other stuff at this point is baggage. Mm. It's really just baggage. It's reminding people that they used to have this console that didn't play a lot of games it's backwards they... compatible baggage well yeah but i mean i i don't really know how much of uh, how much of that is important in 2017 when you can do cloud-based stuff and you can do downloadable stuff and if there was a way i mean like even like how many gamecube games did you did you play uh on on your wii or how many wii games did you play i don't think wii we're or? the right litmus test for this just just because either through our jobs we we end up playing it like for example i do it all the time right. or we just like nostalgia and also like sure. me and pair hung out one time last year and just played a bunch of old gamecube we games. played eternal I, I just i feel yeah. like i feel like backwards compatibility oh, wow. is a huge talking point that ultimately people want and they don't actually really use yeah i mean xbox one added it and i just it didn't seem to really move, the, move needle the needle in the, in the other direction it all right here's another question from matt uh, who says, I was wondering your guys' thoughts on Zelda Wii U coming to the NX. We all know this was going to happen. However, I want to know your opinion on Nintendo holding back Zelda specifically because of the system. Uh-huh. And Matt sent a pretty angry email about it where he just felt, he sounded sort of betrayed over it, right? Yeah. That here we are, um, you know, dedicated fans who bought your platform, and we have to wait because you have to put this other system out. Yeah. And I hear where he's coming from. I mean, that is definitely a, a stance to be frustrated from. I'm a bit more patient myself, but... I, I can totally hear where he's coming from. We can't. We don't know the truth, right? Like the truth could be that they didn't feel like the game would come together in time for the holidays, or the truth could be that now development is slowed down because they need to adapt it to this other machine. I mean, I gotta think they made that decision a little bit earlier than just now, right? Like oh, they've been course. working on that for a while, but yeah. like, uh, you know, it's. Uh, it's it's a toss up. It's like, do you want to believe in the good in people or, or the bad in people? Did they well, delay this for business reasons or? For I think it says a lot reasons? about the person, depending on which side you choose. It's, you know, yeah. it's both, honestly, and I think it's like a big part of it is that you don't take something this important and put it somewhere where very few people can experience it. I mean, that's the sad truth of all this. It's like taking Captain America: Civil War two and putting it direct to Crackle or something like that. When it's like you can put it in theaters. <laughs> if you work for Crackle, we're like sorry. to apologize to everybody who works for Crackle. <laughs> all yeah, three of you. I'm very Brian sorry. Altano does not really work. Here. Oh come on, that's like my new directed. That's my 2016 directed. Brian Altano on the show does not reflect Nintendo Voice or IGN in any way, shape, or form. No, I totally understand his yep. frustration. I completely get that. And I was talking to uh, to Zach Ryan, who's one of the producers here, um, and he said that the second. Zelda was announced for Wii U. He went and bought a Wii U. A lot of and people he's, did. He's not, yeah, he's not alone yeah. in doing that. And the, the bonus of that is when he did that, he got to play Splatoon and Mario Kart and Mario Maker. And yeah, there's a whole bunch of really good games yeah. there. And I think that ultimately the Wii U is not going to be remembered the way the Virtual Boy or the Saturn is remembered. It's remembered the way the Dreamcast is or even, even the GameCube. I mean, I think it's got some great, great games. Uh, and Zelda's going to be one of them. But it's not going to be for a while. But then ultimately, they are making this masterpiece, hopefully, and putting it on a place that uh, you know is not going to reach any new people uh, is a bad business idea, yeah. and that kind of sucks. Like it sucks to even be in that kind of position. But you're not going to sell any new Wii U's if you put out that game tomorrow, and you're not going to sell any more new Wii U's if you put it out in 2017. You're not moving any more of those systems. It's done. People don't want to get on board with something that they feel is is closed already. Yeah. You know? No, it's just so, – it's, it's, it's the 
it's good that they're still publishing it because it shows that they're supporting people who, who yeah. bought the Wii U. Yeah, which for is this important, game, right? Matt, if you're listening, so, which I know you are. Like, I think the fact that they committed to shipping it on Wii U is a good thing. Yeah. And the last time a Nintendo console launched with a Zelda game, it went on to be their. <laughs> Most popular console ever. I, I, we, not yeah, because of not that. Because of that. <laughs> no, not but because still, of it. it's a good no. anecdote. But it does just... Oh, no, go ahead. And, and go. I, I think the game s- suffered a bit for it because it was not from the ground up developed for the Wii. And, like, yeah. the motion controls felt tacked on, you know, as you said. Oh, it was yeah. nice yeah, that it was no, in widescreen, but, like... We like we played it and we're like it does not look as awesome as we thought it would yeah. look. It looked like a last generation game running yeah. on the machine. So hopefully that's not going to happen. Yeah, it does bug me though that fans spin so many negatives out of this. Um, mm-hmm. One of them being that well, every Nintendo dedicated Nintendo system has had a Zelda, and this will be the first that wasn't. Oh well, yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure Nintendo wanted it the other way, but yeah. at the end of the day. They need to make a smart business decision, and I think they made one. And right? I would argue it had they the had lesser to. it had the lesser Mario's too. You know, none of the Mario games on Wii U were bad. Actually, I mean, they were all good, all good yeah, games. Yeah. But they were not Galaxy. No, and they were no, not but Super Mario World. Hold on, to be fair, 3D World is an awesome game. Yeah. That is an awesome game, and Mario Maker is an awesome. To me, game. it's a lesser game than Galaxy. I like. I feel it did not yeah. evoke the same feeling, and that's because it's so rooted in the 3DS game. But not lesser Sh- by much. I'd say Galaxy yeah. platforming on the ceiling is definitely something you'll never forget versus platforming with your friends but the stories that happen from those moments yeah. were like you and I were playing in the demo oh room. my god some of my favorite moments playing a video game this generation get the thing uh, came yep. from there yep. like there was just and that magic thing was that yeah, get the thing was that that, ma- um, that magic carried over to my own house where friends would come over my wife and I would play Super Mario 3D World and have a great time yeah and it's like and hey, didn't really have that with Galaxy okay, I got the again, crown leave me yeah. alone again like and you know, I have a lot of fun with that game, and, and it obviously did something for four-player games that the 3DS think, couldn't do, yeah. right? And that's it's kind of like the upgrade to New Super Mario Brothers, where you had this four-player game was very much rooted in previous experiences. Galaxy felt really new. Yeah. 64 felt new. Even Sunshine felt very, very new because but, of the water pack and the different mechanics, whereas the Wii U did not give you a new feeling Mario. But Galaxy sure, but 2 didn't feel No, very Galaxy new. 2 didn't feel it new. It felt safe, but you in a good way. Those games I mean, did you want three? Huh? Did you want three galaxies? I don't know if a third Super Mario Galaxy would no, really No, no. I'm, I'm saying I, I feel like the Wii U is an odd console because not only did it not have its own Zelda, it did not have its own identity with a Mario game. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you know, like well, every console yeah. in Nintendo history has created, like, given you a step in the Mario universe that was different. You said, wow, that's cool. I can't believe they that. came up with yeah. that. And the Wii U didn't do anything So like I will that. say this. I, and, and, I don't, Metroid, and I don't right? think you're, no. you're doing this, but um, I do think from the multiplayer perspective, there was a breakthrough with 3D World. The idea of playing a four-player Mario in 2D where you collide every few minutes was ten times more frustrating than it needed to be. And even though the level designs, I would say, in New Super Mario Brothers Wii were, and Wii U were ultimately really good, they were more enjoyable when you were a single player. Right. Whereas in Mario 3D World, I felt like stages I played were genuinely more fun if the other people in the room could keep up with me. No, I agree with that. And that was, I think but, that's the breakthrough that that game deserves credit for. But obviously, it is not to the to the extent that Galaxy, again, platforming on the ceiling was just one of those things that you're like, I can't believe this works and that I'm this good at it. Because right. at yeah. first, you're just like, how's that even possible? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, there is a wow factor that comes with that, 100%. Yeah, I that's, think, why, yeah. that's why like, I don't think anybody in 10 years is going to look back at the Wii U and say it's a complete failure and doesn't have good games. Mario Kart's freaking awesome. Awesome. It's got a great oh, yeah. Smash Bros. It's got a great Pikmin. Got Splatoon, obviously, unlike any other Nintendo game in history. You 
know, they did something really unique there. And so There's I think an it'll be fondly remembered for that and Mario Maker, all that. Okay. But it's not going to feel like the other consoles. Well, you're in, in, to add on to that, I mean, you can debate <laughs> whether or not Galaxy or 3D World, which, you know, which moved the needle more. Um, but it's not debatable about what happened to the, the Metroid and Animal Crossing franchises on Wii U. <laughs> they were non-existent outside of Nintendo Land at launch, right? Yeah. And, and then we got that Animal Crossing party game, which is about as close as we got to a dedicated Animal Crossing game, yeah. which is like... That that's what really kind of bummed me out because I remember when we first saw some of the renders that Nintendo had put together of like the 3D Animal Crossing characters yeah, walking yeah. around on the Wii U, and it was like, are they are yeah. they are they yeah. teasing this here? And I don't know. You'd have to think that something like that's in development, right? And I have you have to think that it's going to end up on the NX. Obviously. Oh yeah, we're yeah. going to get to that. But uh, in mobile games, when they talk about yeah. uh, Animal Crossing, there was a specific thing they said that was 100% that. Last question from uh, Charlie W regarding Zelda's last one, and then we're going to take a What's break. Up, Charlie. While Zelda games have a history of being delayed, the troubled development cycle of this title seems different to him and implicitly tied with the fortunes of Wii U and NX. If this isn't the case, then all I can ask is this. This game has been in development since at least 2013. How could such an experienced company as Nintendo have miscalculated so badly? They've done, they've done this so many yeah, times. Yeah, like, Charlie, honestly, no offense, but uh, this, is, this is not the first time this has happened. I remember... Sitting in an IGN office that was much smaller with my fellow co-workers at IGN 64 and going, how can they miscalculate so badly with Majora's Mask? They have all the assets lined up. They, were, they just needed to take all the stuff they built for Ocarina of Time and do a new adventure. Why couldn't they get it done? They thought they were going to do it in one year because yeah. of the asset reuse. But, but you reuse. learned why. The perfectionist and, attitude, the reason. And then you get this game and it's like, it's like a time travel adventure yeah. with a clock town in the center. Completely different setup. Yeah. And like that's what's happening here again. I think Nintendo are, are – they're not a paint-by-numbers company. They don't, you know, they don't create a, a, a game and then the 2.0 version usually comes out with like, all right, we're going to add a car to it. Like yeah. they start working on that and then they go, ooh, what if Link yeah, it, could do this? It's not a and company driven by a design document it. and a set of goals. No. It is very much, hey, we had an idea for this. Let's try and see how it feels. Oh, it feels good. Okay, let's add it here. Oh, that feels good. Okay, let's take this there. I, the thing yeah, you, you can you fault them for. The thing you can fault them for is that they tell us in advance because they are. They don't have the benefit of this huge third-party support. They want to make sure that they tell everybody, hey, there are these games coming and we're working on them. Like, a Bethesda is not going to tell you about Fallout until it's almost done. You know, they announced Fallout 4, right. and then a couple of months later you got it, and that's a massive, massive game and a well, huge project. It's also like, so for example, Fallout 4, right? The fourth Fallout game, it's like the third or fourth that is sort of that giant open-world RPG in the uh, rundown American dystopia. Uh, I don't know how many people are working on those games, but I feel like they have their rhythm down by now. You look yeah. at the Legend of Zelda franchise, and you look at the first Legend of Zelda game ever made. When it first came out, there was nothing like it. Links to the Past came out, there was nothing like it. Ocarina of Time, absolutely nothing like it. Mm -hmm. Now, the games after that sort of uh, deviated around becoming bigger and bigger versions of Ocarina of Time. Wind Waker went in a different diagonal and gave you that open world that kind of wasn't. It was more of just like a, a big C. There is, but there is no game like Wind Waker. No, there's either. nothing it's like Wind Waker. So unique. Um, right? And you look at Majora's Mask. You look at Skyward Sword, like they kind of pared down versions. They're not really like giant sprawling games. They're a bunch of interconnected kind of large sandboxes. They're more areas. like Darksiders, you know, now, like some of the games that have oh, aped Zelda no. over the years. Absolutely not. No, you don't think so? Uh, Darksiders is kind of, to me, like Darksiders has always been like the, the – 
so-so Zelda clone. Really? I've never been. They're not in the sure. same Hammered. league, but they take the concept of a Zelda game where you have these item Tried. gates and these unlocks, right, right, right. Yeah. and then they they make it a little bit more. Compact. Sorry, I have I have you don't. I know some folks really like Dark Siders, yeah. and I don't begrudge them for that. And I'm trying not trying to begrudge you, but I don't think yeah. Dark Siders is right. Near no, so, so I, I wasn't saying that. Yeah. I'm saying like the style of Skyward Sword is closer to the games that ape the original Ocarina of Time formula, yes. where you have these more. You don't have this sense of this overworld that is so connected and right. Like, so now, now you, that, bring, that brings sure. us up to Legend of Zelda NX slash Wii U, right? That is now not – it's not looking like it's something that's going to be just very similar to Ocarina of Time no, for sure. or Majora's Mask or even Skyward Sword mm-hmm. or Wind Waker. They're going – they're swinging for the fences here in terms of like the massive third-person fantasy RPG grass cutting. or you know, a, a, RPG action, whatever, grass cutting. I mean they said from the start like that mountain over there, you'll be able to go to it. And that doesn't mean a warp whistle or like a pipe or whatever, but you'll be able to visit that visit that mountain, which means traveling across the entire land. Yeah. And in the amount of time it takes you to do that, a lot of things happen, have to happen. A lot of enemies have to start popping up. A lot of flora and fauna. Or whatever they insects. decide on. I mean, whatever you don't want it to be like something that always happens. Like maybe no. sometimes nothing. Happens. No, maybe sometimes nothing happens. Yeah. But you. But need... it's not. It's not going to be Shadow of the Colossus. No. It's not going to be this empty <laughs> no. world. Like, stuff uh, will happen. No. And okay. so I think they probably started making a game like this, and they looked at it, and then they started looking at the other games in this genre, and they said, "Well, these are games with 200, 300 person teams." Uh, you look at something like Assassin's Creed, which takes place in 17 different cities across the world, just as it's being designed, you know, um, not even in the game itself. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're left with this game that's like it, – I have to think that in late 2015 they looked at this game and they said people might think this is a little empty. And they started populating with more and more things. And that ultimately means we're going to get a game that's a lot more bustling and alive and that's going to be really cool. But – like it's going to take them some time because this is their first time really doing anything like this. Mm. That's my theory on yeah. this game. No, and they experimented with the open world format in a much more familiar setting in A Link Between Worlds, and that was a really refreshing thing, a thing that we really enjoyed. Right. I think the dungeon suffered for it, but regardless, having the ability to choose, yeah. I think I think the item shop did degrade the dungeons a little, or, or at least some. Um, Take them down a notch. Sure, and they think, were definitely not up to par with what you found in Twilight Princess or what you found in even the original Link. And think, think about the the. I mean, some of the hardest work in a, in in the video game for something like that is the overworld design. Yeah, and for Link Between Worlds, well, especially that was done already. Yeah, yeah. you know, well, they had especially a map. if you want to make it not just your by the numbers yeah. overworld design, right? right? Like you want things to happen. I think that that takes a little bit more time. Sure. All right, but we are out of time on the topic. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Jose Otero here with Per Schneider Hello. and Brian Altano. And Nintendo announced two franchises for its mobile games, which we talked about in a Facebook discussion. You can <laughs> check that out on the site. But basically, Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem My wish are, list. Now, yes, are now 
basically on the slate to be smartphone games. Yeah. I think the only other title I said would be perfect was Advance Wars, which was mm. like Fire Emblem, right? Mm-hmm. Like, But Fire Emblem, you don't need buttons and a D-pad. You can play with a touch screen. It is kind of a game that you can play a little bit and you can pause it and you come back later and you still understand where you are, right? Yeah. Like you're not cut down in the middle of action and it can be more bite-sized levels and you can level up your characters. It's perfect for a device that you have in your pocket. And they've been playing a lot with DLC, right? They new maps coming for Fates now. Mm-hmm. And so on a mobile device, I think they can do a lot with DLC releases. They can they can even make the game a little smaller at launch because they can deliver more content over time. I think it's perfect. And then Animal Crossing. I mean, what do you need to say about a franchise that's all about checking in for a few minutes, interacting with your friends in this virtual world? I think that's a no-brainer for mobile yeah. games. Yeah. And they did say that Animal Crossing on smartphones would somehow talk to the next yeah. Animal Crossing, which to me says, there's no Animal Crossing, oh my god, that's, that's cool. It. Yeah, um, that's a weird however, way to confirm something like that. But, they, right? yeah. but that's, but that's got to be it, because yeah. they, they've said so many times, hey, if we said, if we released Mario for iPhone and Android, people would think we're a mobile-first company and that's the house of Mario, but we want to teach people that there are all these great franchises we got and remind them so they come back to our consoles and the right. handhelds or whatever a handheld yeah, console a, is coming And that's out. a good point you made and on our Facebook discussion, Crossing, right? How yeah. Fire Emblem Fates and Animal Crossing have both had titles within the past six months to a year. Uh, in Fire Emblem's case, super successful. Fates did so well on 3DS. Three versions and then a pop star game coming yeah. out, too. Um, Fire Emblem's a great choice, definitely by virtue of the strategy genre. I do wonder how they're going to approach difficulty, just because that's yeah. such a hardcore genre. But I'm curious to see how they but, how they do it, regardless. And then with Animal Crossing, the big opportunity there being they're going to sell you stuff. Like you know, it's going to happen. Hopefully, they find a way to make it 100 percent fair. And at the same time, I wouldn't set my expectations for a Animal Crossing that is on par with something like New Leaf. No. I think that. This will be a spin-off or some kind of smart deviation on that because you definitely don't want to replace the thing that you have I'm, on your home box. See, I'm hoping your, there's a 3DS. full-fledged Animal Crossing coming to the 3DS, a game that this game would or interface NX. with. Or NX. I, I don't, but, but the release date is this year, right, for Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing will be within the next fiscal year, which is basically uh, coming March. to... Yeah? yeah, it could be by yeah. March. I, I would imagine it's sooner, but it could yeah. be by March. But, but I, you know, like, I don't think this mobile game is going to interface with Happy Home Designer. I actually think the mobile game is going to be more like Happy Home Designer, where it has certain functions that, we, that you can go on the, uh, do on the go that link back to your, your other game experience. Which I love. I love that so much. I love the idea of, like, being on the train yeah. and coming to work and being like you know what i'm gonna organize my fake apartment yeah. and just move all my furniture around and i come home and I sit down in front of the tv or design stuff yeah, yeah or design yeah. stuff patterns uh clothes stuff like that or even like going shopping and picking out like even if the app is sort of like uh, it has a version of the home designer but it also has some like sort of like tom nook e-catalog thing where you're <laughs> just buying buying products that every single day i mean look at the shop on me tomo right yeah do that but with nookingtons with those two poor <laughs> raccoons that are enslaved. <laughs> and, you know, buy some furniture. New, every single day there's new furniture. You interact with the, with the game. You get bells. Yeah. Uh, you can buy them. When you come home, they're sitting there waiting for you in your gift box, you can, in, your, in your mailbox. You could no. have a fake email application no. where you check the sad letters from yeah. your departing elephant who's moving to Brian's village. Yep. Sure. I mean, yeah. think about, like, the way GameCube Animal Crossing used to work was you actually had a catalog in it. And you would order it, and then you would leave, and when you came back in and rebooted the game, it would be in your mailbox. Mm-hmm. And people I, – I mean, I buy stuff from the Amazon app on my phone. 
phone all the time. Mm-hmm. So the idea of sitting there and being on the train and making an impulse purchase that somehow gets connected back to my real world eventually is something very smart. And I think it yeah. work really well for Animal Crossing. No, oh, it's cool. Um, now, Nintendo has said previously that it will have five smartphone apps out by March 2017. I would not be surprised <laughs> if one or two of those games slips. Well, I could always... Crank out a big cross game and release yeah. it in a week. I'm, I'm just never not know. sold on it 100% yet. Let's see when Animal Crossing and Advance Wars come out. Obviously, they've been in development. I'm not going to play the cynical role and say they're not. But at the same time, I think the pace of they have to do four games basically in the next fiscal year. Hmm. I'm not sure that's realistic based around what I've seen. But we'll see. I mean, it, it, it is definitely within the realm of possibility regardless. Have they stated how many of those are going to be original from the ground up mobile games? Cause, I, mean, they, I mean, they're all going to be. Well, because they, I mean, they have a tremendous back catalog of things that would work extremely well. I mean, oh, when, yeah, you stack, about them. Yeah. when you stack the DS screens or the 3DS screens, mm-hmm. you basically have a mobile phone. I mean, yeah, but they're, not, but they're not going to port anything. Well, um, that's I not mean, happening oh i don't know about that i mean i know f- they've said they're not really not i, even I like- believe they're not going to port something they already have it'll be a similar idea like yeah mitomo is tomodachi light well so that's it's what that's what i that. mean it's like yeah. taking stuff like like mitomo's basically took a bunch of tomodachi assets made them way better looking mm-hmm. added a bunch of cool stuff took away a lot of bunch of cool mm-hmm. stuff and uh, but it's not tomodachi but it's not tomodachi right. yeah. but, but but what about a nintendo puzzle league or something that is not the exact port of a past puzzle league game but you know is also not this giant development effort. Yeah, or like a Kirby's Canvas Curse type of situation, I or think Yoshi's these, Touch and Go. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. like things that are sort of like um, just something that costs a buck. It's a quick time waster, about as simple as Angry Birds or Flappy Bird or something I like that. I don't know. When I look at Mitomo and I see how much effort from an outside perspective went into that thing, I just don't think they're approaching smartphones with a forgettable kind of, oh, it's whatever, or it's what? a part of something we already had. Like, I think to them, it's very much. How do we make this work so there's a business model and revenue behind this? But at the same time, we still have a game in here somewhere, which Mitomo sure. wasn't a game. No, it wasn't. But what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is that Nintendo was very much ahead of the curve when it comes to quick, easy-to-play, easy to difficult-to-master, oh, yeah. smartphone-style games. I mean, even back to their uh, – the the what was it? All the Mario Advance games, or mm-hmm. the, what were the other ones that they st- they started putting those, those mini games in pretty much every one? Oh yeah, yeah, Super Mario sixty four DS. About, yeah, you're not talking about e reader stuff, are you? No, no, no. no, no, no. The little mini games that came with the re releases of the classic Mario games. Yeah. They had like little oh, multiplayer it. challenges. Yeah, even, uh, yeah. Mario, uh, New Super Mario Brothers on DS had yeah. a mini game yep. collection that all of that could have worked on a smartphone. No, right, exactly. and all of yeah. those were in Mario sixty four as well. Mario sixty four DS. Um, they've just, they've been making games for so long that it's like to put a cartridge in and to load up a system and to press play and get in there and start playing it uh could it work so much better if it's just an app on your phone you click a button it's up and you're playing it within 30 seconds yeah i could i could see them recycle something like that yeah Yeah. sure so regardless uh animal crossing and fire emblem both perfect choices yeah happy very cool question from troy in australia with the recent announcement of more nintendo mobile (laughs) titles do you feel games like star fox command and advance wars could work for mobile we've answered half of this question advance wars would absolutely work yes star fox command i'm not so sure Mm. i think that um, again, they're not going to do ports. Maybe there's some sort of uh, – if they do a Star Fox game, they approach it in a different manner. I'm not going to sit here and guess because I hate playing armchair I'd, developer. I'd yeah. love a turn-based Star Fox universe game though, like with Landmasters and Great Fox and stuff, like yeah. a turn-based sure. Advance Wars At least Wars do a real game. board game like that, That'd like your Star really Wars cool. game that yep. you play. Uh, I forgot the name of it. What's the one uh, that you uh, have, the miniatures Oh, the mini- Star Wars miniatures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so then moving on, let's head over to – 
the real bad news. <clears throat> so overall profit. <laughs> Wait, what? For there's Nintendo, more. No, there's more. Overall profit for Nintendo is down 61 percent for the year. Uh, we saw this coming. I mean, come on. Lack of strong well, games for Wii U and 3DS in the holiday too. slot at, at most, right? Mario yeah. Tennis, Animal Crossing, not so great. Xenoblade, the exception. Xenoblade Chronicles X, seriously good game. Um, but from what we can tell, Yokai Watch did not have an impact in no. the U.S. Mm-hmm. It recently launched in Europe. We'll see how it does there. Um, but Nintendo said that net profit for its fiscal year ending in March dropped 61% to 148 million US dollars, if you needed to know that. Uh, and revenue fell 8%. Yeah. And they owned a lot of that loss being to part of the yen's recent strength and weaker sales of its five year old handheld 3DS device, which again, not the best line of going into the holidays. I was blaming that yen. Some, some <laughs> either way, <laughs> either way. Um, Splatoon was still a big victory uh, yeah. for the year. Uh, I think four million sold. Fire Emblem Fates sold really well. Pokemon Virtual Console games, the re-releases, over one point five million worldwide. See, and that's and like mo- more than half in the United States. That's insane. That's just like I mean, not to be reductive, that's mostly just a drag and drop to do something like that. <laughs> like, and that's the thing. They added the, the training, no, I, no yeah, I know, I know, but it's more than that. But it's like this is the thing about Nintendo. It's so ninety-nine percent margin. They're like, oh, I don't have any money. Have a yard sale. Yeah. You have so much stuff in your house. Put it on the driveway. Put up a sign and sell it. They have they have decades worth. Of the classic games that if they eventized the way they did with Pokemon, where they were like, "Here's the thing," get everyone get everyone was crazy for that. To everyone be I know. Fair though, Pokemon is a phenomenon. Yeah, it, and that first game specifically like rings so true in the hearts of those fans. Like there were tears shed in this office over when that game got yeah. when those uh, <laughs> those things got. Uh, Announced. Uh, you're not. You're November. not lying. There were literal people crying. People in the were office. crying in this office yeah. over that. I won't really? say their names. President I'm, Company excluded. I'm Callie and Miranda. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't going to name names. Um, and Vince. We love you. We love all three of you. It wasn't Vince, um, but <laughs> all two of you. But <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, lastly, now Vince is really going to cross a separate thing, uh, but still related to Nintendo as a whole. Uh, Nintendo selling its majority stake in the Seattle Mariners. So if yeah. you didn't know, fun fact: Nintendo bought majority stake in the Mariners in 1990s. I want to say it was 92. Uh, Hiroshi Yamauchi owned 55% of the team. He then transferred that to NOA in 2004. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. may he rest in peace. He passed away, I believe it was 2014. Yeah. uh, Or 2013. I think it was 2014. Um, And... Howard Lincoln is going to retire from being CEO of the Mariners. How, uh, the Howard Lincoln. How cool was it to read that guy's name this week? That oh, brought back cool. so many good memories. Yeah, but he will stay on his board of, on the board of directors for the team. Does as he a whole, still but, do the bow tie? Uh, no, you're thinking of Howard Phillips. Howard Lincoln was the lawyer that what, that basically won the court case with them against Universal oh, by saying Kong. this is not the same Kong backed up. Up. Okay, <laughs> Donkey Kong. I was thinking about King Howard Kong. Phillips the entire yeah. time. Yeah, Oops. No, he, no. Uh, yeah, it's crazy, right? That mm-hmm. was one example of how they diversified, but it was a passion project, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amuchi was so much into baseball. But he never went to a game. He never went to a single Sierra just- Mariners game. Famously. Yeah, yeah but he never infamously. played Nintendo games yeah. either. Yeah, he did he, 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 he loved he, it from afar. And was, one of the richest know? men in Japan in his day, like no question. Um, do want to say, though, that I wonder – there's two ways you can read this. One is that – with Nintendo talking about entertainment and branding. Yeah. 
the idea that basically the Mariners, from an entertainment perspective as a brand, it doesn't really fit into NOA's portfolio of Mario, Zelda, blah, 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 blah. You, you think about it. They did a few experiments at Mariners baseball games, but it wasn't something that they dedicated a ton of research right. to. That said, they were not a cheap owner. They put money down to get certain players. I mean, you look at the Mariners roster. There have been some names You could on say that. anything yeah. right now. I have yeah. no. I don't even know how stickball yeah. is played. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but the other move you can say is this is a way to shore up on cash yeah. because now is a good time to sell. So talking to Ryan McCaffrey, um, and we did a video that's on IGN. Baseball teams are valued very high these days because of TV licensing deals, because of the contracts they get to keep basically games playing on the air on television, which is – sports is still the only way, Ryan told me, that advertisers uh, can can basically guarantee that they're going to get people to see ads because people will tune in for sports. Um, So the team was valued at, I think, $1.4 billion. Mm -hmm. Um, So 55% of that stake is Nintendo's. They want to reduce their shares to 10%. Right. So they'll still be a part of it, but they won't be a major part. The quotes in the story were really really fascinating, too, because they said that um, they had two goals with the team, and one was to basically just keep them in Seattle Seattle for Mm -hmm. as long as they could, Mm because that's a dynasty and to keep that going. And the second was to win the World Series, and they didn't. And they didn't even get a single World Series game underneath that watch of Nintendo. Uh, They got a couple Nintendo Power covers which was interesting because i remember Ken i Griffey actually baseball Ken yeah I, I, baseball i remember, I remember like being oddly you know who Ken Griffey is? Huh? sorry yeah go ahead I, mean, I, I, I had to play <laughs> I had game. to he was basically a nintendo character yeah. for a while yeah, right exactly he was out there with mario and, Link. and smash brothers yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually that's that's really awesome the, the bat is in um, there because of that come on yeah so i you mean <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me i think it's like it's it's good timing in that yeah they need to free up some cash but b it's also kind of like it's not the best team in the world it's not like it's making them a ton of money and they and need money yeah it's not it's not that they're out of money but they're about to launch a new console and they're about to launch a new console on the back of sixty percent profit drop right well, and, and so yeah. you need you need cash they well, need yeah. cash flow and we also have a very empty release window then to talk about but before we do uh, positive note that the humble uh, Friends of Nintendo Bundle, I want to get the name right, uh, is currently announced $179 worth of Wii U and 3DS games yeah. in one bundle. It's pay what you want, different tiers. Chris, a uh, loyal fan of the show, emailed just to remind us, Affordable Space Adventures, which is a game exactly. that one of the secret most fun games on Wii U that at least I've played with the two of you separately. I don't think we played together. We should, we should do a Let's Play together. Yeah, I love sure. that game. Um, you can get that game for donating a buck, it, which at the end of the day, like you should pay more because yeah. I think that game deserves more. Uh, and don't forget, any purchase you make over Humble, the uh, basically part of the proceeds go to charity. You get to choose which ones, either the first, the second, or you can introduce the third to that list. Yeah, and you can basically say, okay, I'm going to give you know 10% of my pri- of what I pay to Nintendo, 10% to the developers, 80% to charity. Like you can adjust that the way you want it mm-hmm. to. And if you um, if you pay more than the average, you actually unlock some bonuses over time. Mm. So you know more games are added if you are higher than the average. And I think last I checked, checked the average was like nine bucks or eight yeah. bucks or something, mm-hmm. right? The average can go up a little bit. You lock in all the rewards that are available now, but some other rewards may be added. Yeah. Um, rewards, m- maybe games or add-on packs or whatever. There's yep. some seriously, seriously good games in that. I, I mean, I mentioned so. Darksiders 2 is in it too, you know, which you, you don't like. I make but, the poopy face um, about, yeah. But Shantae, mm-hmm. right? Wii Shantae U and, and 3DS Curse. are in there. So yeah. if you have both a Wii U and a 3DS. And affordable space adventures. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a no-brainer to get 
get all these games. And, you know, I've seen some people on Twitter who have those games in duplicate giving away the codes to others. That's really awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. A really nice thing. Sweet. All right. So then lastly, and we may have to speed this topic up only because there's a show about to come in here. But this is a big one. What is left for Wii U in 2016? The charts, the, the releases say uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions in yeah. June. I think that's June 24th. Paper Mario Color Splash, which doesn't have a date. Uh, Zelda is next year, so it is no longer part of this holiday. Mm-hmm. It's really going to rely on whatever Nintendo has to say at E3 or a Nintendo Direct Basically, uh, before it, you're shaking fist, and it's you have every right time to. to release the Kirby. Come on, <laughs> it's got to be or the Pikmin it's, game you said you finished a not, couple months ago. It's not going to happen. Like it doesn't sound like they're going to put Pikmin out for Wii U I mean, this I, year. I don't. I don't think that they would should, be. A, but um, yeah, that would, would be unless the concept was really cool. Hmm. We'll find out. But feels Miyamoto like the timing said, is wrong for that franchise. Miyamoto said a Pikmin 4 is done. And I'm just like, wait, This what? is such a weird... I don't think... What I'm, is going on? I don't remember the last time I've been in a scenario like this or, or covered a scenario like this from this perspective of like, here's this system. The people who have it love it. People want it to have more life left in it. Mm-hmm. Nothing that you put into it at this point is going to turn it around. Mm-hmm. So you would really only be sending things out to die for the loyal few people who bought in from day one. Well, careful. Though, I mean, yeah. the, the sales aren't bad. Like a game like Pokemon Tournament, for example, still mm-hmm. moved some good numbers. Well, so, so the Wii U the has... people who, who own the machine are dedicated. Yeah, the Wii U has a tremendously high attach rate, which but, is phenomenal. Like yeah. a very, very good attach rate. Um, that being said, it's like I, I don't see them doing anything more than some smaller um, – Kirby. Kirby, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kirby basketball. You're not going to deploy another Kirby. They already had one. There's got to be – Do they gotta, have at least like 20 Kirbys be some back. stuff. So you um, don't know how many Kirby just, games are ready to be deployed. It, Kirby it, basketball, it is, Kirby baseball. Yeah, until Nintendo says more, this is a very sad time for anyone who owns the box because you are basically left wondering what is coming out. Should I keep this thing or should I sell yeah. it? And I saw a few emails even saying that. Here's one from Matt in the UK. What will I play for the rest of 2016 on my Wii U? I Mario purchased Galaxy. Star Fox. I have approximately 30 games for my Wii U. I feel let down by Nintendo mm. right now. What do you think is coming in 2016? Should I sell this thing? I would say don't sell it until E3. I would wait and then just see what gets said. Yeah. What gets shown between now and E3? If it, after E3 you feel like you want to abandon ship, I would not begrudge you for that yeah I, i've seen some pretty good games ship at the end of a console life cycle right like famously conquer's bad fur day on the n64 was very very late and a lot of people missed out on that one because they had completely given up on the machine resident evil 4 was uh, another swan song yeah unless you're really strapped for cash i'd say you know hold on to it till e3 and see what what is going to be slated to uh, to be released yeah, yeah i just um, have oh no no please, I, was gonna say, I, was, I also want to know like what sort of I would say hold on to, to figure out what sort of uh, incentive system there is in place to even keep track of the games you purchased already. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, don't just – like right now, just getting rid of your Wii U, uh, I don't know if you'll if be you able to get – bought digital games. Bought, bought digital games. I don't know if you, how much of that you'll even be able to get back. And we a lot know, of the – yeah. We don't, if NX is, sure. we don't know if NX is backwards compatible. We don't know right? anything. No. No. We don't know anything. Yeah. I do want to point out too that even though it is a dire situation – Historically, Nintendo has announced games at E3 that have shipped within the next six months. Yeah. And the quality has been all over the place. We've had stuff like Mario 3D World has, mm-hmm. was announced and 
well, it was playable. Like, unfortunately, we know that everything else that gets shown isn't playable. Right. But 3D World was announced at E3. Tropical Freeze was announced at E3. That was still a good game. Yeah. Um, Star Fox didn't ship in November like it was supposed to, but that was another game that they finally showed, like, for the first time. It wasn't really an announcement, though. Uh, Mario Tennis sadly joins that list, which wasn't all that great. Yeah. Um, same thing with Animal Crossing, uh, the board game. I'm forgetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Amiibo Festival. Basketball. The um, board game. The board. The board board game. Um, so I would just keep it that in mind. Stuff will get announced. I, it could be a, a range of different places, but I would keep expectations in check. That that's what I was going to say. But I'm gonna say. Let's be realistic. It will not be a new Mario Kart or a new Splatoon or a new Mario or anything. It is... When the consoles get get older, they get discounted, right? Which means you need kind of the, that's the time to bring up more mainstream friendly software, like not not the big brand titles. You're gonna get something like a Nintendo Land too, or remember no. we play like those franchises, like something that is a little bit more of a of an easier release, like a mini game collection. That, or, that's not even worth trying. Or, don't even suggest. I, don't I think you're even shooting too high with Nintendo. You think so? you're <laughs> or a remake. Low, You'll get Mario like in, Galaxy HD. In my opinion, you're shooting too low. Like maybe uh, I mean we. So I almost wonder because this is not going to get spoken about here. But what is this going to do to our E3 predictions episode? The gods. Well, oh, I, I got one. No, I predict don't Zelda. Do it here. Don't do it well, here. I disagree. Ha. All right. Well, we got to go. Thank you so much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly show on IGN, but we're not the only one on IGN. You can support us by heading on over to Google Play or iTunes. Type in Nintendo Voice Chat because MVC isn't going to bring you the show uh, if you're searching for it. Leave us a review. We can read it on the show. Head on over to our YouTube channel. We have one now. We need you if it's going to grow. And if you want additional content, you're not getting some until those numbers go up a little more. So if you're a fan of the show, subscribe. Hook it up. Help us out. It's leave not going to hurt you. Yeah, leave a comment. We'll talk to you. I, I swear. We also read every review, too. Um, or at least to ourselves, not on the air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and With lastly, tears. you can find us on the Twitter. You can find Brian Altano at... Agent Bizzle. You can find Per Schneider at... Per Ijin. And you can find myself, Jose underscore Otero. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat. This is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.